Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. One quick reminder before we dive in that it is Borgapodfo, no, Fogapodfo, the fourth ever Germany Expat Podcasters Advent Donation Face Off. I am teaming up with my friend Sean from the Germany Experience to raise money for Krisenchat Ukraine. So this is a crisis hotline for Ukrainian children and teens. This hotline that we are fundraising for is a simple and easy and importantly free way for kids and teens from Ukraine to get therapy and mental health resources no matter where they are and in their mother tongue. So we are fundraising with a goal of 500 euros. Check out the link in the bio to donate or you can go directly to thegermanyexperience.de slash p slash charity 2022. We've still got a ways to go for our goal. So Sean and I really appreciate if you donate five euros or we even had a hundred euro donation, which is magnificent. But really, whatever you can donate helps and it's a great way to give back during this holiday season. All right, to this week's episode, I am joined by the lovely Hannah Teslin. You guys probably know her from her Instagram and her TikTok. She's a Canadian living in Hamburg and she does a lot of content about living abroad. This is actually her third time on the show. So initially she was on in January of 2021 talking about this really cool Gluevine map she made of Hamburg back during the lockdown where you could find Gluevine to go. And she shared with us her expat story. Then in October of last year, Hannah came back to talk about how she found and cultivated independence after going through a breakup of the relationship that she had initially moved to Hamburg and to Germany for. I think followers today definitely know her as this strong, independent woman who has a lot of really cool projects in the business world and does a lot of impressive stuff. But one thing I always appreciate about Hannah is is how honest she is about how she got there because she's, she's really clear with everyone, hey, I didn't always feel this comfortable and this confident and I didn't always have such a great life here. You know, it took time and work. So one of the main aspects of what makes her life in Hamburg so wonderful is her friendships. I have to say the same is true for me. I'm, what, five and a half years into living in Germany about, and one of the main reasons that I have loved this this life in Germany so much, this life in Freiburg so much, is the people that I've gotten to know. I don't want to pretend that it's been easy or straightforward with making and maintaining these friendships abroad. So I share a little bit about how I met and made my friends and what it's looked like to try to sustain these relationships over years and a lot of changes and a lot of getting to know each other. And Hannah does the same. This is a very, very frequently requested episode. So I hope that we did it justice. (laughs) I hope that you guys get some good tips and some good insights. All right, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm Hannah. I'm a Canadian. I live in Hamburg, Germany. I've been living in Germany for over eight years. I feel like I lost track. Maybe it's nine years now, but I moved here permanently in 2014. We talked last um, in October of last year. Let's first just catch up. Like, how the heck have you been? What have you been up to? 
Yeah, well, it's been a crazy year. Um, I'll start since last October. I moved in with my partner in December and I moved out of my tiny flat. We got a flat together, not far from my last flat. It's been great so far. And actually now is almost our one year living together. Oh, congratulations. And it sounds like it's going well. (laughs) Yes. But it was like such an expensive thing. Had to buy all furniture, you know, brand new flat. I didn't take any of my furniture from my last flat. So it was like starting off the, the year with a lot of expenses. And then, yeah, I I started really taking more time with my content and got more and more into making my influencing and content creation a side business alongside my previous job. I don't like to say this is what happened, but I definitely was not as passionate about my, my job before, uh, which I was at for six years doing event marketing and and other marketing for a tech company and they laid me off in April. Yes. So I was very, very surprised that that happened because I was always someone in the company who everyone always admired and always gave good feedback. I never had any bad feedback, but I even knew that like my passion for the job just wasn't there. When you've been in a company for six years and you're doing the same thing for six years and there's no, you know, no one's driving you to like there's no better position to go to because there is no other position above yours. It's like, <laughs> it yeah. can be a bit, feel a bit demotivating. Yeah, it just gets stagnant. Yeah, definitely stagnant. And it was a great company to work for for six years. I love my team there. There's really no hard feelings anymore. Of course, I was bitter in the start. But now, <laughs> five months later, I can say it was probably the best thing that could happen to me. Just like all, all endings are a new beginning. My company did give me some severance, which was super helpful. So I was able to use this money and focus on starting my business, which what I've been doing until now. So I don't really know what my business is completely because I do many things still. (laughs) Generally all under kind of like marketing, media and events. But I don't say I'm like, I can't say like I'm a freelance event manager because I'm not. I'm like a freelance event manager, freelance social media manager. I have my own community which I plan events for and make some money off the tickets and things like this and I also have my Instagram and I do content for brands and also advise brands on their content and I put ads on my page so people always ask me like what what do you do or it's it's hard for me to explain I do a lot of things a lot of things bringing me income at the moment the finance office the finance amp of germany is going to be probably questioning me at the end of this year i really yeah. hope i'm not going to get like audited or something but i have registered my business but yeah that's basically it i had a lot of family visiting me uh, the past six months my mom came twice she came once in october when we last talked she came also in may and then in october again and then my dad came and we traveled to spain Nice thing about being self-employed is that you kind of make your own schedule so I can work super hard for two weeks and then not work at all for two weeks. And it's not like I get 30 days of paid holidays. I pay for my own holidays, but I have to work for my holidays. So it's kind of like a different mind shift that way that the harder you work, the more you see in your bank account. Yeah, but it's nice to hear that you're still able to make the time for that and like also financially swing it because I think that's like a huge concern. I mean, I have when people tell me that they're going to go like freelance or self-employed, like that sounds amazing. But also like keep in mind that usually means you're working constantly, you know, like you think you'll just be in charge of your own schedule, but most people end up just 
being always on the clock. So I'm really glad for you that you've been able to like keep some separation and like some actual true time off. It is having your own boundaries when you're working or when you're not is super important. It's something I'm learning as I like literally will sometimes open up my invoicing and bookkeeping app when I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> guilty, but it's fun. It's, it's all like, fun. It's a game. It's just- well, another thing that happened this year, I think it was February or early March, um, we got to hang out in person, which was amazing. So I was on a little yeah. solo trip and I came on up to Hamburg on my way to Denmark. And it was so amazing. I like freaking fell in love with Hamburg. I thought it was the coolest place and everyone I met was amazing. And actually, that brings me to one of our, our topics today, which is um, when we got to meet up and hang out. I also got to meet some of your friends up there and like your friends are so cool. And now I just assume that all people in Hamburg are exactly like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels, I always thought that was last year. Like that feels so long ago. Like it was so fun. And yeah, the the girl gang here in Hamburg is super cool women to be friends with and hang out with here for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think it actually even came up in our last talk because our last episode was about um, cultivating independence. I remember back then you even mentioning um, how important friendships were for you. So what were your first attempts to make friends in Germany like? In, in Germany, it's not like a linear process when it comes to making friends. And it's also not the first thing that's going to happen when you arrive in the country. And it can be really sad and lonely, uh, especially when you're just coming here and you've left all of your friends behind. The, the main thing that everyone who has that everyone has in common in, when you're in Germany and you're making friends, you'll, you'll first really want to look out for international people because international people, you have one thing in common is that you're international and you both moved to Germany. But this is the easiest way to make friends because you'll meet a lot of people like this. So it's going to be lots of people who move to Germany. And this is kind of what happened to me. You first come to the the city, Hamburg. I reached out in Facebook groups and stuff like this. And then you, you'll meet a lot of people. I, I went to groups and meetups and you know you have something to talk about with people and you have these like surface level relationships because you can chit chat about the woes of being a foreigner in Germany and stuff but really it took me a long time to take it to the next level where I made friends which I really felt like they would be my friends that I would have at some if I lived at home like these people I would also choose to be friends with if I lived in Canada and sometimes you just find like these bare minimum things to have in common like you're both learning German or you're both uh, came here for uh, a man or a woman. You kind of make friendships on this level. But then what I found in the start is that these relationships were very surface level. So it did take me a long time to find friends here that became best friends and ones that fit your values and fit things in common, like other hobbies you have and your sense of humor and stuff. So I think I had many different friendships and many different friendship groups, but it started definitely, as I said before, like more like surface level friends, but it only became maybe two or three years later that I really found my core group of girls. We all I found most of my friends through reaching out through Facebook groups, going to events and putting myself out there. Finding friends here, it's like dating, you know, you can't just yeah. see them once and then think that you're friends with them already. It's like hard work and it's, you know, inviting them for coffee, going to meet them. And as you take every time you become more friends 
the next level of your friendship, you know, you get invited to their birthday party, then you're doing other events together, and then you're drinking glue vine together. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it takes yeah. time. And also, you have to, I realized that all these people came from other, most of my friends were international people, and they came here, and they all had lives and best friends at home. And that's something I still struggle with is that I've had friends here for like six or seven years now. And it's still hard for me to like really say who was my best friend because I still like think of my best friends as my friends from, you know, back home who I went to college with and went to high school with. And those all a lot of people here also have those kind of friends. And it's kind of hard to match those relationships, I find sometimes. But slowly but surely, I would say that I have definitely like a core group of best friends here. And especially at the beginning, that's kind of how I swung it. I was like, look, like right now, I just need to get out of the house and socialize. And I remember in my maybe second year here, I started doing like monthly girls nights with this group of English speaking internationals. And it was really, really nice. And it was like, definitely those like tentative early days of building a friendship. I Like I could just sense that like out of this group, all of the individuals were like connecting on different levels, some more than others. For me, it ended up not being something that was like really like my, my core friends forever. I met people through that that became really, really close to me. And it was like an amazing thing to have. But I, I think that's like a piece of advice I, I like to give people is like, it's okay to have like starter friendships and starter traditions, you know, like the chances that you just like find the person that clicks with you perfectly on all these levels immediately after moving to a new country. It's, it's pretty low. Like it's like meeting your high school sweetheart and it actually being like a good relationship that's going to last forever. Like you just don't know. And, and it does happen sometimes, but not always. So like, don't put too much pressure on like the first couple people you meet to be like the one like as long as you can get along on some level like just do that because like you're going to be way more likely to go out to different events and like meet more people if you already have your like safety belt of this one person you already know yeah exactly like you have those safety belt people that you'll have at the start and you're probably they're also your safety belt people like you know we need connection and we need, especially when we're in new places, we need to feel some sort of belonging. And if you can find that original group where you feel some sort of belonging and you can be in a WhatsApp group and like have some day-to-day stuff. And even if you know that they're not like 100% your people, then you does it's not always a long-term thing. And those people will also help introduce you to new people. And that's actually how I met one of my best friends here and well I'm often posting in my stories is, is Anya and she's actually German and she was uh, brought into the group by another friend and then she kind of was kind of into the group and then I started hanging out with her more privately and stuff and we go on tons of road trips together but I wouldn't have met her without like the original like some other friends of mine so it it's happens slowly and I even can't say that like my closest friends I have now are my closest friends I had four years ago because also your relationship changes and and international foreigner life in Germany is always changing people move away like more often than you think they get married they have babies they do different careers which give them less time so my friendships have been changing throughout the years and I've had closer friends previous years and now I have some new friends who have met through social media and stuff like this. 
I've been, yeah, I've been here for eight years and I have a lot of friends and a lot of people I'd love to have lots of time to spend with, but it's really been a process to yeah. make make my network, which is why I started four years ago this group that I have. It's called Business Babes Prod. I always felt like there was a bit of a gap in some of the Facebook groups that you would meet these women and they were all nice surface level, but it was hard to really connect with them on some things like, you know, some, some women just totally fine goals are to, you know, get married and uh, reproduce and not so career oriented. And those are great for them, but this is kind of people that I didn't click with and I couldn't see long-term friendships with because that's a different goal and it's not really like the same kind of life I had. So I created this group, which was for career-oriented women. And it's great now because I'm not necessarily going to the groups to make friends as much anymore. I'm more facilitating the meetups, but I'm always so happy to see people come out saying they've made friends or they've had extra meetups after and stuff like this because it's I created like an environment of women who kind of have similar personal career goals. So that was super helpful. And I can really recommend if you're looking to find friends to to find groups like this, literally try to find your niche. And then it's so much easier to find people. That's another piece of advice I've gotten in Germany is that like people here, like Germans tend to make their friends through um, clubs, I guess, like I haven't had much success with that because I felt like a lot of my hobbies are things that are kind of more like individual focus. Like the only sport I ever really got into, well, two. One is jogging, which I prefer to do alone. And the second is bouldering, which is a bit more social. So I actually, I guess I did make sort of some more friends through that for a while, but they were like, for me, they were just hobby friends. They weren't people that I was spending time with outside of going climbing. And it was, it was still amazing to have that for the sport, but like, it didn't become my go-to best friends, you know what I mean? But it was still worth a try. And I think that's common advice for people in Germany that I think is is probably true. Like just join an interest-based group and, and go from there. The taking the step to go just join a hobby group, it sounds so easy, but there's actually it's not. It's not so easy to put yourself out there. And it took me a really long time to like figure that out that, you know, you have to go and try new things or go out and do things to meet people. And some for some people, this isn't easy as it sounds, you know, especially because you have the, the foreign language in some places that if you want to join a certain, if you want to go bolder in, then you have to go to the front desk and there's going to be this guy who doesn't speak your language, but you're kind of nervous. So you like don't want to like make them speak English. So you try to speak in German and of course they can speak English too, but it's like these things <laughs> that you, it's like a mind game yeah. that gets, that blocks you. Like I did not take ballet lessons in Germany for like four years, even though I love dance and stuff. I was just too scared to call them and register for the class. Oh my God, that's so true. I also, by the way, with bouldering, like I stopped bouldering at some point, maybe the last year. And part of it was because of the social dynamics. Like I kind of was like in with this group of like German dudes that I would go climbing with. And then I just started feeling awkward because it was kind of like, I don't know, it just felt weird being like, hey, I'm going on Tuesday night. Who wants to go? Like I didn't feel that comfortable. I felt like socially awkward or an mm -hmm. anxious or something like that so like I also want to agree with you there like it's not that easy and it is part of what made me stop was like I didn't feel totally relaxed I felt a little bit of pressure so I think it's still worth trying because like if you don't try if you don't put yourself out there and like be uncomfortable you have no chance 
But yeah, and that, that's a funny story. Like when I finally signed up for the ballet class, you know, I got my ballet stuff and I go and I go to the front desk and I was like, yeah, in German today's I'm coming to the ballet class. Like, where is it? And then she speaks, you know, English back to me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she speaks English. Then I get to the ballet class and it was actually a Mexican woman teaching the class and she's taught it in English. And the whole time oh I gosh. was too scared to go because I thought it would be in German. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to try some things and figure it out for yourself. I think one thing though that I've learned through all of these years here is like, when you know, you know. When I think back to this like girls group that I had back then, I really enjoyed all of the people, but more in like a casual way. And there were one or two people who I was like, oh, no, I want to talk to you all night. Like we just connect and we can just talk. Yeah. And and those were the people I ended up having closer relationships with. And that's always been true for me. Like my first friend in Freiburg ever, we met through this Facebook group. We were both really skeptical about the Facebook group and about meeting up. We didn't put much stock into it going into it. I know this now in retrospect because we're still friends to this day. Um, mm -hmm. And that first night walking around, we both were like really quickly talking about the details of our financial situation and like our political views and like really um, more serious stuff. And, and we just were both open people about that kind of thing. And that's Like it was such an immediate connection then because it just clicked. So I think another thing I've learned to trust myself on is like when I've not really clicked with someone and I've tried to force it just because I want it to, it, it doesn't really work like that. Like I just have to accept that this is a different kind of relationship. Like it's not that deep best friend thing. It's just a casual, which is also great. But I think with activities, with friendships, like I think you'll just know if you check in with yourself, like does this person, does this activity feel like a safe thing? And do I want to kind of pursue it so to say <laughs> yeah and for sure that's about things like I I'm definitely like a small group person some people might think I'm really outgoing because I put myself out there online and I'm not actually that outgoing in big groups like uh, I'm someone who's really good with you know three maybe four people I can have good conversations and be open and outgoing but as soon as there's a big group I'm like in the corner at the snacks you know like I'm just yeah, same <laughs> <laughs> I would love I love finding a few people to talk to who you really can get along with but those group settings where there's a huge bunch of people and everyone's talking over each other and I dislike them a lot and it's difficult when you have those big group settings and you're in those big meetups and you know there's all these people and you kind of need to filter through um, I also wanted to go back to something you mentioned earlier, which is uh, reminding everyone that like it's all fluid all of the time, like especially with international friends, like people move and move on. And that's something I've experienced, not just with like literally people moving back to where they're from or moving to a new country, but also um, I, I've had a really tough time with like sometimes I've I actually formed really serious, deep friendships. And then we came across like some kind of roadblock and the friendship wasn't able to get past it so I've had like friendship breakups during my oh, time abroad yes. I've had friendship breakups too it's so hard because it's not that easy to make friends as an adult let alone a person living abroad so like when you do and you really connect on like a better level it's so special and then to lose it it's like these people are my family here like we kind of took vows almost that we're gonna spend Thanksgiving together and Christmas together and we did that for a year or two and then to have that friendship end it's like well but who do I spend New Year's Eve with then because I thought like I thought I had family here but 
but it wasn't. It was some, I mean, it was still a valuable friendship, but it just, it hurt differently, I noticed, than like losing friendships where I'm from. Definitely. I would say I wouldn't completely lost some friends, but I've had some hiccups in the roads with, with some friends here. And I lost one friend who I was super close with. It was because of some drama. And also I think that it was a bit of jealousy as well. And that can also be super hard if someone is doing better with their life abroad. And, you know, some people really take their life abroad German, Germany, <laughs> Germany, <laughs> their life abroad journey, very competitive. It's hard to move abroad. And sometimes there's a lot of uh, competition. Even if you don't directly talk about it, there can be mm -hmm. a lot of competition between friends, and which is something I experienced. And that led to friends breaking up with me or whatever, which has been hard too. And also other things like, you know, friends getting married and having babies and, you know, the relationship changing. This happens also. And it's something you kind of have to accept. And people moving away, um, that's something that I don't deal with as much anymore because actually if I make a new friend, I'm not making friends with people who are here with plans to only be here for a year. Like, I don't, it sounds mean, but if someone asks me for a coffee, oh, I'm just here for six months. I just get to want to get to know some people. I, I don't make the time because I don't want to invest my time in people who are, are not going to stay here anymore because I've done yeah. that so many times. And like, it's hard too, because like often if people are here for a short, short time, then they also don't have other friends. And so I've gotten into the situation where I met up with someone and I thought they were cool. Like we connected on some level, like, but I have a busy life. I have a full established friendship circle and, and work situation. And I'm, I'm just busy. And like this person didn't have as much going on and like was trying to go and do things all the time and like inviting me to things with their other like newly formed friends and it was really nice but I just I was I didn't know how to like politely explain like I'm not only here for a couple of months like I've been here for five years like I mm -hmm. not that I don't like or connect with you but like I just I'm not in the same situation where I want to be like going to meet and greet with like a bunch of other new people yeah and especially if you're in Germany Germans are very particular with their friends and we've talked a lot about making friends with international people but Germans are usually like not gonna really invest in you if you're going to leave and that's sad and, and if you are someone who's living abroad who's just for a short period and thinking oh my god I'm not gonna make any friends because everyone's gonna be like you're leaving I want to hang out <laughs> with you that's not the case because as I said before find your niche just find other people who are only here temporarily you know and there's tons and tons of people who are just living abroad temporarily yeah and I have to say I've also had a situation where like someone came and I knew it was temporary but we just connected so well that I was like I don't care I just want to be your friend for as long as you're here like mm -hmm. you're just really wonderful and and that happens too so like I know it sounds really harsh but um at least for me there's definitely some openness there but I think it is true that a lot a lot of international circles people kind of sort each other into staying or going and another kind of hiccup I've experienced in friend groups is like when one person who had always been in the camp of staying their life situation changes and they end up being in the camp of going I've seen that happen and then like people kind of disinvest in that friendship pretty quickly because it's like, oh, well, but you're not going to be here longer. And that's also really sad. So I don't really have a solution there. I just want to like speak to it and be like, yeah, this does happen and it is tricky and it's not because people are being jerks. Like it's just it's a delicate and tricky situation and everyone's having 
you know, more or less a hard time and, and their struggles and um, trying to just accept that, like, that's also part of the trade-off. But, you know, another part of the trade-off is that when friends do move away, they're in really cool places and, like, you get the chance to visit different corners of the world and have Definitely. a couch to stay on, which is awesome. <laughs> It also depends how long you've been friends for. Because, yeah, of course, if one of my good friends here that I've had for six years would leave, I wouldn't say, like, no, we're not friends anymore. I would definitely go visit them. But it's more like those short-term relationships when you've only known them for, like, less than a year. Then it's, like, it's hard to keep that going. We have to wrap up in a minute, but I wanted to mention, like, on the topic of just how do you even start finding friends, a couple other ideas, like, so you can also, you can make friends through work here. I think it's not that common, like, in Canada or the U.S., but it could happen. I'm like, um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless you're in, like, a startup where it's lots of international people, yes, they can make friends, but in a German company, it's a bit tough. I've heard rumors that it can happen. I don't know that I've experienced it other than one time when I befriended one other American at a international uh, job but yeah no, I have two friends <laughs> from my previous company but also I was at the company for six years so yeah like, come out with some friends. um this always blows my mind one of my actual pretty good friends here um I know her through an, a mutual friend and they met on the train to like a, lo- a lake that's near Freiburg and literally just my one friend like the 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 second friend heard the first friend talking and was like hey sorry to interrupt but like you're speaking American English I just wanted to say hi which I think is like incredibly confident and ballsy of this person but it it Mm. worked out great like it turned out that the two of them are from like the same city in the U.S. and we have so much in common and like this person is near and dear to my heart so like it's not something I would have the the gumption to do but if it feels comfortable to you like it doesn't hurt to try yeah, you have to be quite outgoing. I would think that's really putting yourself out there. But I've I've heard of people like making friends on flights and trains and things like this. Like that's normally like you know you have so much so much time to kill. <laughs> Best place to talk to people and find friends. That would totally happen in U.S. and Canada. It's just kind of a yeah. weird thing in Germany. <laughs> exactly. It's like a super North American thing, and so it's so weird in the German context. But like. Why not? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. And that's something I'm always talking about on my channels is like, you don't have to. Of course, you can keep the rules in, in Germany that you don't throw your glass in a bottle bin on a Sunday, but you don't have to like be German when you're here. You yeah. You'll be yourself. <laughs> and it's hard when you, and you really feel like pressure to be a certain way, but you can surprise people too. And I've even had compliments from Germans. They're just like, you're so sympathetic and like soft and nice to talk to. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Canadian in me. Um, and the last one I wanted to mention is uh, dating sites. And I do mean both in the sense of dating and in the sense of um, Bumble Friends. So Bumble Friends exists. People use it here. It's definitely an option. Also, like, I'm not dating anymore because I'm in a relationship. But like when I was dating, I was like, this is great like I met really cool people and like sometimes even if you didn't connect as a relationship you might like go for a drink with their friends or like it's just people then you know and I don't know for me that was a huge motivator to keep dating even when men were a disaster and tinder was horrible like I was like whatever I'm making new friends it's fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. making guy friends on tinder 
I've heard people do it, uh, or even using Bumble BFF. I've heard people do that and have quite good success. All right. Any final words on friendship before we wrap things up? <laughs> I think it just be patient and it takes time and everything in Germany doesn't happen at once. Like one year you might get a great job. Next year you might make friends. The next year you might get an amazing flat. Like you can't expect to <laughs> ever this all the same year within six months to have amazing job, amazing friends, amazing flat. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> have to be patient all right it's time to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment which is called zack 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 so it is a rapid fire question round where i ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it overthinking it just go with your gut are you ready i think so what is your go-to drink order at a christmas market well i do take the glue vine but if i would really prefer i really just like like hot chocolate or the like homemade apple hot apple cider with like yeah. rum in it is also good Glühwein tastes like poison after like the third glass <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's like a amazing um amazingly steep downward trajectory it starts oh it's great. like it, i mean it tastes good on the first three sips and as soon as it loses temperature it's just like what is this shit? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> All right, if you could get an all-expenses-paid trip for one weekend anywhere in the world for the in December, so during the Christmas season, where would you want to go for, like, a magical wintry Christmas season weekend? Does it have to be wintry? No, it doesn't. Okay. I like I that like, question. <laughs> I'm like, you said magical wintry, and I'm like, well, I would escape the winter. I really want to go... <laughs> I was in Valencia, Spain, and I loved it there, but I really want to like go to the Canary Islands and go to some little surf and yoga retreat and just sign off from the world for that a month. That's amazing. That's, That's absolutely my dream. the right answer. <laughs> Very good. And we only have a couple weeks left in the year, but what is one thing that you want to do before the new year? I want to create like a travel guide to Hamburg and some parts of Germany that I can actually start selling online, which yeah. is something that I, there's a lot of demand for, but I just, there's so many things that gets pushed behind. So okay. that's actually, I want to do it like in the next three weeks. Let's see if it happens. So before we sign off, please let people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. It's Hannah Teslin, um, Hannah T-E-S-L-I-N. Um, and that's my main channels for now. Thank you so much for coming on again. It's as always an absolute joy to talk to you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you again to Hannah for coming on to the show one more time. Links to Hannah's Instagram and TikTok are in the show notes. You definitely want to make sure you're following her. While you're at it, you can make sure you're following me at The Expat Cast on Instagram, and you can visit me online at theexpatcast.com. Please remember to donate a couple euros or a lot of euros, your choice, your choice, uh, to the crisis hotline for Ukrainian children and teens that I am fundraising for along with Sean of the Germany Experience. Link to that is also in the show notes. 
As always, I want to thank Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with the final episode during Vagapadho and the second to last episode of the year. And guys, it's, it's a big one. It's the one in which I share with you the changes that are going on in my life. I'm like weirdly nervous to share it, but I'm excited. So make sure you tune in and until then have a wonderful week. Fist done. Tschüss.